0: Hello, welcome to Mainly Matters, the show that we discuss anything and everything about real estate. I'm your host, Alicia Hardy. And today we're going to talk about property transaction questions and answers. I'm hoping this helps you a little bit down the road as far as you know what, what needs to be disclosed and what are some questions that have come up um, over the years in um Real estate property transactions. Question number one, what must a seller disclose about the property? A seller must disclose no material defects about the property. Typically, a seller would make these disclosures on a property disclosure form. In virtually all cases, a buyer will discover any problems once the buyer occupies the property. By disclosing all problems up front, the seller can avoid the surprise that many times provokes a lawsuit. Question number two, what is the property disclosure form? This form, among other things, asks the seller to list whether or not the various features are in operating condition. It allows a seller to state whether the seller is aware of a variety of common issues, such as environmental hazards and other matters that might affect the property adding as is does not exempt a seller from disclosing no material defects about the property. This also needs to be done even if you're buying a for sale by owner. Um, That's why, you know, it's always good to have a real estate agent to help you go through this. Um, And even if a home is for sale by owner, um, if you have a buyer's agent, you can... um, or the buyer's agent would go to the seller and ask them to complete this form. Must the seller correct the defects in the property? Nope. The seller has no obligation to correct any defects known or discovered unless the seller has agreed to do so in writing. Any correction of the defects is a matter of negotiation as part of the the purchase and sale agreement. Question number four. What are the buyer's responsibilities in the transaction? Well, a buyer must take an active role in the transaction rather than passively waiting for the seller to volunteer information. A buyer has an obligation to inspect the property and ask questions. All real property and improvements contain defects and conditions which are not readily apparent and which may affect the value or desirability of the property. The buyer should review the property disclosure form with a particular eye to questions answered unknown or left unanswered. Keep in mind, the buyer should not rely on the licensee to verify any statements by the seller because conditions or defects are often difficult to locate and discover. All buyers should obtain independent inspections by appropriate professionals to ascertain facts important to him or her. That's why we um, allow for a contingency of building inspections in a transaction. Question number five. What obligation does a buyer have to investigate facts regarding the property? Well, the buyer should request any information important to the buyer that could affect the property's value or desirability. Since neither the seller nor the licensees are always aware of a buyer's particular needs, the buyer must request information in areas or importance to the buyer. Some information will be disclosed as a matter of course, but the buyer should at least take responsibility to assure that all important issues are verified and addressed. At the very least, if an issue is not addressed in disclosure documents or other reports, the buyer should affirmatively raise it. One way for a buyer who has employed the services of a buyer's agent to inquire about these issues is to write a list of any concerns and give the list to the buyer's agent. The agent may not have the information, in which case the agent may direct the buyer to a source or the appropriate professional who can provide the information through inspections or other means. If the buyer never raises an issue, the agent will assume the disclosure documents cover areas of concern to the buyer. If the buyer is working with a transaction broker, which we can go into that at a further podcast, the buyer will need to investigate areas of concern on their own. Well, I guess I'll go into it right now. A transaction broker basically is like a monkey with a pen. Um, we're not representing a client. Um, we don't have a legal contract with the, with the buyer. Therefore, we are called a transaction broker. Let's see. Question number six. What are the real estate brokerage agency's disclosures responsibility in the transaction? A real estate brokerage agency employed by a seller as their agent shall treat all prospective buyers honestly and may not knowingly give false information and shall disclose in a timely manner to a prospective buyer all material defects pertaining to the physical condition of the property of which the real estate brokerage agency knew or acting in a reasonably manner should have known. A real estate brokerage agency is not liable to a buyer for providing false information to the buyer if the false information was provided to the real estate brokerage agency by the seller and the real estate brokerage agency did not know or acting in a reasonable manner should not have known that the information was false. A real estate agency brokerage is not obligated to discover latent defects in the property. Since conditions and defects are often difficult to locate and discover. And since the licensee often relies on the statements of the owner of the property, the licensee does not guarantee and in no way assumes responsibilities for the condition of the property An agent representing a buyer shall disclose to the buyer material facts of which an agency has actual knowledge or if acting in a reasonable manner should have known concerning the transaction. However, the buyer is still obligated to conduct his or her own own inspections of the physical condition of the property. All right. Let's see. Question number seven. How does a buyer protect him or herself from defects after a closing? Well, Some agents offer home warranties or a buyer can buy a home warranty and other insurance policies that are available to cover certain types of defects, which are, again, can be purchased separately and typically aren't included um, with a sale, again, unless it is um, offered as part of the transaction. Um, Neither the seller nor the licensees involved warrant the condition of the property against defects that occur or are discovered after closing, unless they specifically agree in writing. Though the seller and the licensees must make certain disclosures, this does not mean that the seller or the licensees warranty the property to be free from defects or agree to correct defects, which occur or can be discovered after closing. Requesting contingencies and inspection rights are critical to a buyer as they enable a buyer to ascertain the condition of the property before closing and negotiate possible solutions to any problems before electing to go forward with the transactions. That's why we always advise our clients that are purchasing to do a building inspection. The building inspection can be done by, A contractor could be done by fathers, brothers, best friends, as long as a quote-unquote third party does it and, you know, another set of eyes. And um, there are professional building inspectors that are very qualified and do this, and that's all that they do, that will pick up items that, you know, our health and safety issues or just items to be aware of that may need to be addressed down the road that may not necessarily be something that um, has to be addressed immediately, but kind of just giving them an idea of what to expect down the road. Like if shingles were installed 10 years ago, they may say that, all right, looks like the shingles are in decent condition, but in a couple of years, uh, they're going to need to be Um, replaced or something to that effect. Obviously, that's shingles we know last longer than 10 years, but just for an example. So um, next, we'll talk about inspections and investigations. Since the seller must make disclosures, is it still necessary for the buyer to obtain inspections and investigate the property? I kind of just went over that just a few minutes ago, but again, yes. Many times the seller does not know about a defect or problem. For example, a seller may not be aware that a repair was done incorrectly and therefore the problem still exists. For example, if the seller had some electrical work done, um, thought they were having GFCI outlets installed and the proper wiring for grounding, and the inspector comes in and discovers that those outlets, those GFCI outlets, aren't really GFCI protected or that the grounds are reversed. So again, another reason for an inspector. Alternatively, something that may be unimportant to the seller, something that they've lived with for years, may be an issue for the buyer. The seller disclosures may also not reveal issues of importance to the buyer. And one of those items could be potentially what is the insulation in the attic because on the main property disclosures, there is not that question. So a building inspector typically will, um, go into the attic and, um, look to see what type of insulation is in, in the attic. And they will also sometimes do, um, Moisture indicators in the walls to see if there was ever any, excuse me, ever any moisture in the walls, or if it's an old house, they will take a moisture meter and put it on the sills or anything like that. So, um, typical homeowners don't tend to do that um, unless it, you know, if it's obvious, okay. But if it's not obvious, those moisture meters um, that the inspectors have will discover any moisture in the walls, wood, or whatnot. <clears throat> Does a buyer have a responsibility to obtain information about the property? <clears throat> yes. A buyer must inspect the property and ascertain facts through diligent attention and observation. A buyer should make careful observations, examine the property and request or otherwise obtain any records important to the buyer. These requests should be made in writing, which we use in investigation contingency amendment when we are asking for um, any repairs to be made or whatnot. Question 10. Does a licensee have a responsibility to obtain information about the property? A listing licensee that's listing a property, which is either residential, residential law or commercial property with a residential component, or a licensee representing a buyer in such a transaction, when the property is not listed with an agency, shall ask the seller for information about the water supply, heating system, waste disposal system, and known hazardous materials. So yes, we are responsible for doing that. Um, A lot of times we may go into further um, depth, at the property disclosures. Um, for instance, um, any if the seller says that they have no idea what the septic design is for, we as a licensee should be going to the town or city hall to look to see if there's a septic design on file. Um, if not there, then there's other places um, like main.gov that has that we can try and locate those septic designs. Or if once a septic has been pumped, sometimes the um, septic company that pumps it would kind of do like a very brief inspection of the tank when they are uh, sucking it out. So you might be able to um, speak to them if they have any records of that. Question 11, what types of non-physical conditions should the buyer investigate? The type and scope of the investigation the buyer makes will depend on the specific needs of the buyer. A buyer may have various plans for the property, such as remodeling, renting, or other use. Renting a property, if it doesn't have a radon test in the state of Maine, you need to make sure that there is a radon test done on the home. It's one of the requirements of rentals in Maine. Since neither the seller nor the licensees involved may know of the buyer's intent, the buyer needs to satisfy him or herself as to these matters. The following are just some of the property's non-physical conditions that buyer may wish to address. Governmental requirements and limitations. Absence of required governmental permits, inspections, certificates, or other determinations affecting the property. Limitations, restrictions, and requirements affecting the use of the property such as if you want to turn it into a two unit, you need to find out if it is zoned for a two unit. So that would be one of these non-physical conditions, rent and occupancy restrictions, neighborhood or area conditions, schools, proximity and adequacy of law enforcement, crime statistics, proximity of registered sex offenders and other criminals, A lot of those items um, that I just talked about, the sex offenders and crime statistics, a lot of that can be found on maine.gov as well. Um, Proximity to fire protection and other governmental services. Obvious, if you're in town, you will have fire hydrants um, throughout the areas. Obviously, more rural areas, you will not have any um, fire hydrants. So that is something to... um, Make sure a buyer is aware of, especially if they're not familiar with the area. Um, Proximity to commercial, industrial, agricultural services. Existing and proposed transportation, construction and development, which may affect noise, traffic, airport noise, noise or odor from any source. Wind power and development, natural gas pipelines, farms. Some people don't like the smell of farms on certain times of the year. um, That's could deter a person from purchasing. Wild and domestic animals, other nuisances, hazards, or circumstances. A lot of people these days tend to have um, a lot of domestic animals, such as, we'll give an example, as dogs. Um, I know that there are certain cities that if you have more than XYZ dogs, you have to have a kennel license. So that would be something if you have more than one or two dogs that you might want to look into as a buyer. Possible lack of compliance with any governing documents or homeowners association requirements. Adequacy and condition of common areas and facilities of common interest developments, such as condominiums, planned urban developments, or PUDs. Violations of governing documents of homeowners association, requirements of common interest developments. Information regarding homeowners associations, including, but not limited to, minutes, financial statements, pending special assessments, claims, and litigation. Some of these items can be found on the Registry of Deeds under the homeowners association names. um, Or if they are managed by a rental company, the rental company should be able to um, give you these items as well. Excuse me. Conditions and influences of significance to specific cultures, religions, or to the personal needs, requirements, and preference of the buyer. Since a buyer may have a wide range of concerns, including non-physical aspects of the property, a buyer desiring additional information or investigation of issues should discuss these with the licensee, and if the licensee consents to inquiring further, should get a written agreement to that effect. Many times, the licensee will respond with directing a buyer to the appropriate inspector or consultant kind of like what I just mentioned mentioned about the main.gov website is a fabulous website um, a lot of the towns have websites with their um, zoning information on them if not a lot of times you give the town offices a call and they're more than happy to assist you with any questions that they have or at least be able to guide you on who to speak to about those question number 12 is the seller required to fix defects that are discovered as a result of any inspection prior to closing? Generally, the answer would be no, but it depends on the purchase and sale agreement. Unless specifically agreed to in writing, a sale of real estate does not include any warranty as to any system, component, or aspect of the property. And again, licensees don't warrant the property or its features. That's why when a building inspection is done, that you carefully follow the timelines that you originally put into your purchase and sale agreement, and that if you are asking for work to be done or something to be fixed, that an investigation contingency amendment agreement is completed and both the buyer and seller agree to everything. Because if it's not in writing, it's nothing, so to speak. Question 13, is the seller required to fix defects that are discovered after the transaction closes? Well, generally no, but that's why it's so important that buyers follow through with their obligation to investigate the property before completing the transaction and obviously doing it before you uh, meet your deadlines on your investigation contingencies. Licensees do not warranty the property or its features, and a seller does not warrant any system, component, or aspect of the property unless he or she specifically agrees to in writing. For instance, if the refrigerator isn't working properly and the seller says, well, if we can't get the repair guy to fix it, then we will replace it. Well, if that's not in writing, guess what? The seller isn't really obligated to do it, but um, a buyer's agent representing the buyer should make sure that would be properly included in any um, investigation amendment. Defects or problems that occur after the transaction closes are the responsibility of the new owner. Home warranty or maintenance policies can be purchased, like what we talked about before, to cover some of these items. Homeowner's insurance may also cover damage caused by certain defects. For instance, um, if it was discovered after the fact that there was mold in the attic that wasn't discovered, um, you can put in a claim for that to have a company come in and remediate the mold and any other issues resulting from any moisture in the attic. So I think for now, we've... Gone through a few questions um, about homes, and um, again, questions that have come up between um, our the the licensees' responsibilities of disclosures, along with the sellers and buyers' responsibility um, working through um, the disclosure process. Um, it's always good to um, investigate on your own, especially if you do question anything that may be different than what the seller disclosed on the disclosures. So I guess we'll end today as um, just a few of these questions that have arisen over the years um, of doing real estate between buyers and sellers and the importance of disclosing On the property disclosures and if a seller says I have no idea well that's when the selling agent for instance myself if I was listing home would dig a little bit deeper Um, for instance the seller said well the water supply it's not a well it's a spring and but I don't know anything about it so the first thing I would do is go to the deed because I was told that the spring gives water to a couple other homes, nothing on any deeds. So I contact, um, one of the owners that I believe is on this spring fed service and she's been in the home and her parents own the home and her grandparents own the home. So she had good history of it that, um, Basically, it used to be a public water supply, and all but three of the homes dug a well, or drilled a well. So these three homes are still on this natural spring, which has a pipe individually for each home to go from the spring to the homes. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, Again, the seller was unsure because it was a, parents' home and that they had just taken it over and didn't really have any idea. So I had to do a little bit more digging just to come up with that information. Um, If a buyer came to me and said, all right, these disclosures say spring, but it doesn't say anything else. Can we find out a little bit more information about it? And between myself as the buyer's agent and the buyer, we would um, conduct as much information and um, research as possible. So again, I appreciate you listening to the Real Estate Podcast of Mainly Matters. Again, I'm Alicia Hardy with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Northeast Real Estate. And I would love to hear from you, if you have any questions. Um, If, again, if you're thinking about buying or selling and have questions about what needs to be disclosed and what doesn't need to be disclosed, reach out to me. My contact information is on this site and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you and and I look forward to talking with you all again.